0: time so here we go this is going to be exciting Propod of sky and tide very excited skinny. to be here i don't know january 15th midway through the first month of 2019 unbelievable how time flies and boy does it ever so much going on in the world today in the world recently what the hell are you doing Trying to fight back a sneeze? What's happening?
1: Nah, I'm, scr- I'm just scratching my face without touching it. <laughs> I'm scrunching my face around.
0: This is one of those rare situations where I really <laughs> do think we should do a YouTube version of this. Because you oh, just look man. like Popeye on the other end. I don't know what the hell was going on there. That was very I'm bizarre. Popeye
1: but the Sailor Man.
0: You kind of, you're wearing a uh, sailor outfit, too. You got the it's sailor cold. hat on.
1: It's you cold have, here in Maryland.
0: You got snow on the ground still?
1: Yeah. Still yeah. snow.
0: Is it actively
2: snowing? School or was... Still...
1: No. School oh. was canceled on Monday for no reason.
2: Oh.
0: Back uh, back to normal the... today?
1: Yes. Okay. Kids were back in school today. That's good. Uh, only one of the kids was out of school on Monday. That's The public school child. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um... How much snow is still on the ground? Or how much did you get, I guess? You don't know how much is still on the
1: ground. Uh, I'd say we got about three to four inches.
0: Oh, stop the presses. Everybody. is that So, is that a big deal? I mean, if they canceled public school, I guess it's somewhat. Of
1: a big deal. I, I think, honestly, I think they canceled school because they have snow days and they're like,
0: eh, might as well you use one. Got to use them.
1: Yeah. It's January. I mean, you it can't be. It it's supposed to snow again, like, Thursday. So,
0: yeah.
1: I'm sure they will regret wasting a snow day on a bullshit day where they didn't need to.
0: Somebody gets paid a lot of money to make those decisions, though. So, decide mm. they I don't did. Not
1: a lot of money, but somebody gets paid you know, something.
0: Gets paid a decent wage. Um, were you able to leave your very steep, incline, long ass street driveway situation? Yeah. Monday. Yeah. No worries there.
1: Uh, our road was plowed Monday morn. Wow, um, so, I didn't know that happened. Or maybe Sunday afternoon, we, you know, we have a, we're on like a private road, and we all pay into a fund to have the road plowed. Um, he usually doesn't plow it until after it stopped snowing, or it, this hasn't been the case yet. But were it to snow
2: multiple for
1: days. multiple days, I assume he would plow in the middle sometime. But
2: yeah, can I like guess that? I,
1: said, I haven't heard of it. Can I, I, can, I it.
0: can I guess that um, the company you're using is Mr. Plow? That is his name. His name again yeah. is Mr. Plow. <laughs> name again, Mr. Plow. Is Mr. plow. That is my name. My name again is Mr. Plow. Um,
1: no, no. Okay. I don't think so. I don't actually know who does it. Some dude in don't a truck care. with a plow on the front. Doesn't as matter as many, long as it gets as done. As many Merlanders, there are a bunch of people who. <clears throat> Tie plows, maybe not tie, but mount plows to the front.
0: <laughs> of Duct tape their... plows to the front of their, <laughs> to fucking their rigs.
1: four by four vehicles, um, and so uh, take advantage of people who need plowing during the winter right. time. I mean, I didn't even break out the blower because it was mostly gone. I did shovel a fair amount just because it was getting icy, and I was like, it's going to be a ice skating rink outside of the garage because our house casts a shadow basically on the area right in front of the garage. The rest of it was mostly melted. It's all melted today. Uh, Um, but I was like "Eh, this could be slippery
0: yeah so we had probably 6 or 7 inches on Friday and I went out and shoveled just 2 paths for Jamie's wheels on Saturday and did the sidewalk and the walk up to the house (laughs) Jamie's hot wheels? no for her car Um, because you you legally have to do you have to do the sidewalk in front of your house and you have to do the, the walk up to your front porch um but I me. left, I left my my side of the of the driveway um, untouched, and it is now leading into Wednesday, and I still have like five inches of snow that is not going anywhere. Because we have the same issue. There's no, no sun hits our driveway at all, all day long. So even though today it was like 50, doesn't matter. Fuck you. We're not going anywhere. And then it might snow again on Friday. So I think this snow is just going to stay. But you're right. Wait. When you, when you walk over it and it drive over and it it's it it very melt it? icy. i guess
1: yeah. your house faces north so you're not like it casts a shadow on your driveway or something
0: that is correct interesting that is 100% correct so yeah and there's a lot it's still a lot of snow like in the neighborhoods and on the streets um, where they on did the streets, plow. even
1: it's not plowed oh it's our, just sort of like packed down
0: it's packed down um, but our cul-de-sac is 80% ice or snow because they do not plow our cul-de-sac.
1: Your they sack's don't. all iced over.
0: My sack is very icy. I have an icy sack. Blue balls, you might say. Um, I think that's how that works. I don't know. Blue from the cold? I'm not sure.
2: I'll
0: <laughs> have to look that up. Is that the title of the episode? No. We'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep searching for that one.
1: <laughs> My sack is My iced sack over. My is sack is iced
0: over? Alright, I'll put that down as a maybe. It's really is saving um, me time to pick this stuff out before we go.
1: go uh... Why don't they plow your sack? Why are we calling it a sack? You started this. You are? No, I said cold the sack.
0: C-U-L-D-E-S-A-C. I don't know why they don't plow our cul-de-sac. It's a public road, obviously.
1: Do you know what the plural of cul-de-sac is?
0: I'm sure a terrible joke is forthcoming, so go ahead. No, not... cul-de-sac. Yeah,
1: I know. I just didn't know if you knew that.
0: I'm not stupid. Um, Debatable. When it comes to foreign language, I got that shit on lock.
1: Uh, shit sure. on lock. <laughs> we're,
0: we're speaking English. I know. Not, not cul-de-sac, son. That comes from <laughs> the Latin form for sack of cold. <laughs> anyway. Um,
1: I'm glad you enjoyed that.
0: I did. I got a real giggle out of that one. So anyway, yeah, so that's uh, that's your weather update for anyone in the greater Baltimore or Aurora uh, area. Aurora. You now know what's happening. Yes, Aurora, Aurora, Aurora. Anyway, um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, and I was not kidding. Probably a lot of you are like, he's got to be kidding. Please tell me he's kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Today's show, and the topic list at least, was exclusively put together. For the first time ever.
1: No, Exclusively.
0: No. I'm not it's saying not you've never contributed, thing. but an exclusive list of all I've your topics. I've
1: exclusive list before.
0: bull shitballs. This has never happened.
1: 100 shows we've done, I've done it at least one other time.
0: This is officially show 35, although I think we've done probably 25 to 30 more that never made it. But this will be 35 in terms of hitting the the airwaves, if you will. So, in any event, to celebrate show 35, I don't know why I picked this one, probably just because I had (laughs) nothing else to talk about. All topics are brought up by you. That's not to say I won't give you my opinion. Obviously, I will. I cannot shut up.
1: Obviously. But,
0: But... uh, the topics are, are brought by you and they will be led by you. You decide the order of events this evening and I reluctantly hand the reins over to you. Okay. You're doing great so far.
1: <laughs> no, so, sorry, you caught me <laughs> off guard. I didn't realize you were going to the, hand the show off to me already. There we go. Yep. So you have had a lot of snow though. I wasn't done talking about the snow.
0: Okay. Yes, I have. Yeah, we had. Um, I mean, not this year specific or this season, I should say. Um, but on on Friday, we did. We had six inches, and we're supposed to get maybe another inch or two this week. But it's it's been a weird winter. We had we had two storms in October. One on like October second. It was the first snow of the year, and then closer to Halloween, it snowed again. And then November and December. We had like one storm of any significance in both of those months. Like it was very, very dry. So, according to the local news, we need the water bad. So this storm this past weekend was was a welcome sight uh, for the water tables. Not that I really care about that, but
2: you um, do.
0: You I, I mean, the resorts were you know average base is like thirty to forty inches, which is not that much for post Christmas. So. Uh, so yeah, they definitely need it too. Like I haven't even been up yet to ski. If we had if we were having a good season I would have gone by now, had a <coughs> sick day and gone skiing, but I have yet to do that. So But I will All soon. Right. After the next All storm right. maybe. We'll see what this one brings.
1: So uh this isn't on the topic list, but have you oh. seen the uh meme going around? It's like uh ten years ago or Basically, first yes, Facebook on Facebook. Thing, yes, I have. Yep. Current Facebook thing. Have you, I I have not checked, but have you participated in? I have not said participated meme? in
0: that. I have not. I don't I know how to go far any... that far back in Facebook. If I'm being honest with you.
1: If you click on your profile, it's like photos, and you can click on the pro- profile photos.
0: Oh, okay.
1: can just scroll back through them. I can't imagine you have more than seven profile photos.
0: I was about to say, in the last decade, I'd be surprised if I had more than two. <laughs> I've had the the picture of me in a green-hooded sweatshirt, which I still own, like throwing up dub signs. That's been, I think, I think that's my profile. I don't even know what my profile picture is. <laughs> but that was it for like five or six years, if it's not still it. Um, yeah, I just don't have many profile pictures. But I, I, I would gladly participate, but... I, I mean to be honest the only things I post on Facebook nowadays are notifications of podcasts going out obviously <laughs> every monday night you'll see that and then
1: um or tuesday morning depending on where you, where you live
0: or that's right yeah I it's mean, normally if after you wake up yes you'll wake up to, most most of you will wake up tuesday morning cuz even if... fresh even,
1: content in your feed even here tuesday in mountain morning.
0: even here in the mountain time zone it's uh, normally after ten thirty, sometimes after eleven, that I finally get it posted. So it's pretty late for you East Coasters, but, um, but yeah, that's really the, that's I mean that's 90 percent of what I post nowadays on Facebook. So yeah, I'm just not. I mean, I, I check it frequently, but I don't, I don't contribute all that much.
1: You're not a part of the conversation. You're not living in the in the zeitgeist of the Facebook worlds.
0: I mean, again, I'm part of the conversation. I'm just a I'm a viewer from the outside. You know, <laughs> I'm not contributing.
1: You're a lurker, if you will.
0: I'm, I'm lurking in the back in the weeds, yes.
1: Just poking people on Facebook?
0: Are you? I mean, stop criticizing my ass. <laughs> I don't see you post a lot of shit either.
1: <laughs> I post pictures of the kids. Actually, I post them to Instagram and then just cross-post yeah, to cross Facebook. Posts.
0: Yeah, I do see that. So, I, see so that I usually
1: have people like them on both Instagram and Facebook, and I'm like, you don't have to like them on both of them. But right, it's usually the same one. people who like them twice.
0: Of course. Pick a medium and stick with it. If you're gonna like it, I agree. So,
1: well, I ask about the uh, the ten years past yes. um, because of another reunion slash throwback. Oh. The seminal post-punk band Jawbox wow. is having a reunion tour.
0: What a transition! Uh, yeah. It
1: has been twenty years since they last played. So I've read. I believe I saw them in '96 or maybe '97. So. Okay. It's been over 20 years since I last saw them. They are playing a show in D.C. Of course. Um, in, unfortunately, not in Baltimore, which is weird because the lead singer, slash guitarist, slash, I believe, primary songwriter. Well, I think they collaborate a fair amount on songwriting. Uh, He's from there. Jay here. Robbins lives in there. Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and has the Magpie Recording Studio where he records many. Punk bands and indie Many rock Any other bands and,
0: seminal punk hits?
1: And other bands.
0: Punk records? I'm
1: just, I, I, it's a bummer they couldn't be bothered to play in Baltimore, but I appreciate them getting back together nonetheless. Uh, pre sale for the DC show is tomorrow, but you need some kind of code, so I've been scouring the internet trying to find the pre sale oh, code. No. The show is not until June. Wow. Uh, which seems a bit early to be said. Really expected tickets. a lot of hype for this. My God. <laughs> Um I it's at a venue called the 930 Club which I've not been to in DC and I I've imagine I've heard of it, that. Yeah, I've heard of it too. Yeah. I imagine it probably holds a couple thousand people. I I can't I obviously on social media there's a lot of enthusiastic enthusiasm, you know, just people that are excited about it, but I can't tell sure. if it's like a couple thousand like I don't know how quickly it's going to sell out <laughs> assuming it does sell out. I I think I can probably wait until the regular sale time, but I'd rather get in on the pre-sale because I, I'm planning on attending this show.
0: So you're expecting like a, a T-Swift kind of rush for the first wave of I don't of
1: know. That's, that's what I... I know there's definitely probably, I don't know, 500 hardcore fans maybe that really want to see them right. in the DC area, but, you know, then you got the... Since they're, pl- they're playing, like, D.C., Philly, and New York, and I think somewhere in New Jersey or something. Okay. So there's, I mean, it's going to draw from a larger area. And right now, they're not going anywhere south of D.C. on this first leg. They've said they're open to touring beyond it, but this these are the only dates they've announced. It's, like, I don't know, 10 to 12 dates. They're playing, like, uh, five or six shows on the East Coast, and I think... Chicago and the West Coast, basically, if I remember correctly. Interesting. I mean, it's limited options for places to see them, but...
0: So, uh, you answered my first question, which is how many shows are they playing? My second question is, and this is obviously an extreme example because of the time frame, the 20 years, but I've certainly been to reunion shows. Uh, Sometimes the breakup was six months to a year. Sometimes it was five years plus, whatever. What are your thoughts on band as as a general rule? Bands getting back together to do the reunion tour because I feel like sometimes it's a cash grab, sometimes it's for the benefit of the fans because they just miss what they used to do. Because you know, a lot of them no longer are in bands. Sometimes they still are, and they just think this will be a fun thing to do. Get back together with the old boys. What what where do you think the Jawbox reunion falls into those many categories? Which one of those? If you're talking, I can't hear you at all. By the way,
1: oh boy. sorry, I had God damn I was, it! I was muted. Okay, can go you ahead. hear me now? I can So I read an interview with them. I don't recall where it was, and I don't have it in front of me, so I'm going to be paraphrasing at best. Um, where they said they had talked, they played a show on Jimmy Fallon in like two, like ten years ago, maybe 2006. Okay. I don't remember exactly. It was when they reissued the. Um, their announcement their album. album. Right. Uh, My Own Special Sweetheart. And they played just a reunion show on that... that... Uh, why can't I can't think of what it's called. Late Night talk, Show. Talk show. They yeah. played like a couple songs um, for that. Did not tour beyond that. Um, I know... Uh, they've been in different bands like... Um, Zach Barocas, the drummer, uh, is in an instrumental band called Bells On and Off, who our good friend Tom Brookso played bass with them in that band wow. when he lived in Brooklyn.
0: Shout out to Tom. Um,
1: and then Jay Robbins has been in, I don't know, five or six other bands and also plays occasionally with a cellist whose name I believe is Gordon Winters. And he actually... Like, I've seen him play solo, or with a backing band-ish, in the Baltimore area, and he occasionally will play some Jawbox songs. So, um, anyway, they've been in various bands. I believe Kim Coletta, the bassist, said she hasn't played in any bands, but she's been doing other things, and their other guitarist uh, runs a media company in D.C. Okay. Uh, So, all of them have been doing different things, some more involved in music, obviously... Jay Robbins, like I said, records music and produces it, so he and Zach, the drummer, are probably the most heavily involved in music, but they've been doing that um, sort of in in different ways, and they decided they wanted to get back together. They said something like, if it wasn't now, this seems like the perfect time, and I I can't exactly remember the reasons why, but I think they just, it had been long enough. I believe that the bassist, Kim Coletta, and the second guitarist, were married and um I've heard that that not that they were had like an unpleasant separation but that maybe they didn't want it they didn't want to play together for a while so I believe that may have been part of the delay for their regrouping Hmm. I don't know if that's entirely true and that's certainly just I'm not trying to spread rumors (laughs) that's just something I was told right um or read on the internet or something um but I, I certainly don't think it's a cash grab. They also said they were not opposed to writing new material and they were hoping to tour beyond it. But they, like I said, they all have other jobs. So the, right now they're kind of touring on the weekends. So right. I think they're starting to see how, what kind of response they get. Um, as far as like other reunion shows, like the Dismemberment Plan got back together like two years ago and recorded a new album and toured for with that, I think that was before I moved out of Portland, and I saw them, they, they've they always been a really excellent live show, and they were similarly excellent, I've seen them probably five or six times, probably more than any other band that I've seen, hmm. <laughs> but, uh, and then, uh, I don't know if you know the band Mineral, they're touring on like oh, yeah. a 25th anniversary of their founding, I guess? They, I don't know if you were there yet, but they played a house show in Clemson. Um, and I saw them... I don't think I've I, ever
0: seen Mineral Live. No,
1: I saw them then, because they're playing in D.C. like in a couple days, I think. And I thought about going, but I was like, I don't know, that house show was pretty fucking amazing. Because Mineral is like a, a sort of prototypical 90s emo band. They have lots of clou- uh, quiet, loud parts. And being in that house, like the quiet was super quiet and the loud was fucking like blow your ears off because was, there was no PA it was like just their amps so was it, this at, like,
0: at the was it called the compound like that duplex that I think Leggett lived in it was off it was on the it was on the other side of the tracks underneath the railroad tracks and I, 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 don't, I don't think don't so there was
1: a, a married that. couple the woman was an art student I think and eh, I matter. believe they played with Sarge. Um, wow. Another Midwest band with a female not well, not yeah. another, but it was a nineties sort of yeah, indie I rock of emo band. Sure. Um the lead singer of which I believe now is a lawyer. But anyway. Uh and she did some work with Bob Nana from Braid. I'm doing some deep deep <laughs> we have
0: lost so many people right now but that's fine
1: Go ahead. deep crossing of a, like, some what family tree he here about? With, but yes. with the 90s emo shit anyway uh i forgot what my point was oh so minerals playing reunion shows and i feel like yes. that house show that i saw them was pretty much like one of those perfect house shows so i don't think seeing them with like yeah, know, no, I get it. Six hundred other forty-year-olds would really improve upon the experience because it, right. it was pretty special the first time. Go out on um, a high note. I understand. Yeah, even that high note. But I would say, yeah, ago. I mean, I don't have a problem with reunion tours. It's nice to—I know Jawbreaker's been touring recently. People were pretty excited about that. Um, uh-huh. I did not see them, but I saw them back with before they broke up. It was an excellent show. Um.
0: By the way, so, that Jimmy Fallon show was 2009. I looked that up while you were Okay. Dabbling, so, <laughs> I was
1: rambling on about the emo family tree it's 10 years so, ago. So, yeah, I don't have a problem with uh reunion tours. I don't know what are, what are your thoughts about the reunion tours?
0: I don't really care. I just think I think sometimes it can get sad. Like if the turnout's not so good or if the performance has suffered immensely. And I don't have a lot of good examples because I literally can't think of any off the top of my head, but I've, I'm sure I've seen some reunion yeah, that's shows, fair. and um, you know, like. But but on the flip side, like you were describing the experience with the Mineral show, one that comes to mind for me, and it was it wasn't really a reunion show; it was kind of a final show. And this goes way back, but I saw. And you're gonna laugh at me, I'm sure, but I don't give a shit because they're amazing and live. I saw <laughs> Self's last show. Oh. This was like in 1999, oh, <laughs> 2000. And it was at Vets Hall. Tears were
1: wept, I'm sure. It was where?
0: Sorry. It was at at Vets Hall (laughs) on um, whatever that road was.
1: 300 Columbia, South Carolina punks at the Vets Uh, Hall. Bluff Road.
0: Bluff Road. Bluff Road was the name of the road. And uh, it was amazing. Like, yeah, the place was absolutely packed, obviously.
1: Local scene heroes self.
0: I'm telling you. I mean, Rusty was, like, getting pushed around on the drums because, like, kids were just all around. Like, there was no breathing room. And Vets Hall is a big pl- I mean you could probably fit I don't know I'm terrible with numbers. You could fit more kids into vet's hall than most of the venues that p- people played shows yes. in Columbia. Yes. Terrible
1: music venue. Horrible. Uh, no, oh, no, horrible stage, no stage. Wide room. Very shallow so you could fit yeah. maybe 400 people across and 15 we, deep.
0: <laughs> we've we've talked about it on this podcast before. It is true. But horrible venue, but it seven was it was an amazing <laughs> show. Yeah, 7 foot, Yeah. Yeah, no don't jump up. Reach no your hand timing. up;
1: you can touch the ceiling. Hundred yeah. percent. Maybe not quite that low, but it certainly felt like it.
0: it yeah, they weren't no a,
1: no AC smell of just right. Columbia punk fans stank.
0: Right. On. So anyway, there's always the my point is there's always the possibility that something like that can happen at one of those you know reunion slow, shows slash So just a quick to,
1: the uh, drummer for Self, he's the same one who was later in. Guy on a punchline, right? With uh, no. Chris Bickle from Inhumanity? Is that true?
0: Incorrect. That's not correct. No.
1: Who was that kid?
0: That kid was from. That was the fat kid that played in The Sox. Yeah. Um, what, was... he...
1: what band was he in? He was in some pop punk band. It was a pop punk band.
0: I can't remember.
1: I thought it was Self. No, you know?
0: it, it was not Self. That, that was Rusty. Rusty was pretty much only in Self. He later actually did some stuff with Brian Hatchell, but. Oh, um, deep cut yeah indeed uh shout out to sol our biggest I'm, fan
1: I'm, ex- I'm expecting tell brian
0: to listen to the pod um <laughs>
1: expecting some actual feedback after this episode
0: i'd hope so i will i will send it to him personally let him know he got the shout out but um i cannot remember the name of the band that kid was in the The kid that played drums for guy in a punchline but the funny thing is he the band he was in the it was a three-piece pop punk band as so many pop punk bands in columbia were my my own included um Oh, wait, you were in a band? Hilarious. You sang for us on our first show, you dumb shit. (laughs) I mean, barely. You were on stage anyway, just because you wanted that glory.
1: I would say that was sort of the peak of the band's existence, to be honest. Wow,
0: wow. Now I really hope Brian listens to this. (laughs) drives to Baltimore and whoops your ass. Anyway.
1: um, (laughs) pre phonasal nasal Brian vocals.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Harsh. Very harsh. (laughs) My point is... That The band that that, that that drummer was in, the guy in a punchline drummer, the band before guy in a punchline he was in, the other two kids were like 14. Like, it was the true tale. Like, they couldn't drive to their own shows. I mean, it was, they were a young, young pop punk band, and they weren't that great, as I recall. Guy in a punchline was definitely his, his peak. And yes, he was a fat kid, and he played drums in his socks. I, in a drum I said nothing
1: about his size. I just remember he was...
0: Well, I did. He, he was seemed like
1: kid. an odd fit. He on Bickle's punk pedigree.
0: Yes, of course. Yeah, he was not um, Yeah, I feel like his the band It's probably like a 20-year like... age difference between oh, those two. Oh, at least. <laughs> I feel like Vicky Bickle was 40 back when I was in the scene. <laughs> I, I don't and, think I quite... I think he's probably me, like so... 4
1: or 5 years older than me, but I...
0: okay, fair point. He he was not. an old soul. <laughs> He he'd lived a big life before I even met him. He, Let's put he it was that way. way
1: too cool to be living in Columbia,
0: and he still does live in Columbia, which is weird. He still does. That's correct. Well, but what would the coolest kid in the town that he doesn't belong do? He'd own a record store, and that's what he did. Yeah. So there you go. So it, he, he fit the mold.
1: Um, anyway, yes. So the the it's not really a reunion tour, but I've seen Brian Wilson in the past, I don't know, 10 or 15 years and he has completely lost his voice. Mostly due to Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. Mostly due to smoking, I believe. Um, So I would say, like, he's a legendary musician, so I enjoyed the shows, but he can't sing the parts that he sang originally. He's the high falsetto on all of their hits, or most of them. His brother Carl sang some of them. um, So he basically sings the, the lower parts now.
0: But see, I would think in a situation like that, you know, a legendary band, they're gonna sell out larger venues. You could have thirteen people behind the stage that are supporting. Oh yeah, I his mean they're not even behind the that...
1: stage. He he was playing yeah, with a band called the Wondermints. There you go. He was basically I mean, they are you know, based all studio musicians more or less sure. and sure. could play all the part it sounded for the most still part sounded flawless, clean. <laughs> minus yeah, yeah. Brian's singing which is a little rough, but <laughs> right. But again, but, like it's but he's you're the draw, sort of honoring so. the body of work. It's sort of a right. lifetime achievement thing. Exactly. So not so much the band can't hang. Although, I mean, for the Beach Boys, more complex work, the band never run, could yeah. hang. It was more he he was using studio musicians during the recording. So sure, it's of course, a slightly different animal.
0: Anyway, um, yeah. So I think I think that's all the. I mean. Again, I saw other bands that had gotten back together, but I think the getting back to the original point and the topic of the Jawbox reunion to have a 20-year gap with that one intermission of the, the Jimmy Fallon appearance in 2009—that's pretty substantial, and it's just scary. You never know what you're going to get. I mean, I'm, I'm and I'm also thinking about it from the perspective of the band. Obviously, they're going to get together and, and practice quite a bit before they go back out on this tour, but you know, your body's a little older. As a drummer myself, I imagine long practice sessions would ache on the back a little more than they used to. The speed not might not be up to par, although Dropbox was never a, a speed band, obviously, but um, those sorts of things would concern me, obviously, if I was trying to put together put together the old reunion tour. But I think that's also one of those things where once you get out there, even though the fans would probably want you to play 90, to, 90 minutes to two hours, it's like once you start going, I think you kind of slide back into to old habits and... Sure. It would feel good again, and you'd be you'd be, you'd be encouraged and influenced by the the crowd and their support. So, good on them.
1: Um, I just thought of another sort of reunion show I saw. Uh, all played a one-off performance in Portland, Oregon, in two thousand nine. For some reason, I don't know why. Mm. Uh, with with their best singer in my mind, Scott Reynolds, who sang okay. on. Um, I believe hold on. Wait for it, wait for it.
2: I'm waiting. He's staying wait. on uh I'm
1: trying to Alroy's think of one. revenge. Allroy says oh. And Alroy saves. Yeah. No, Allroy says is Dave Smalley, whose voice I do not care for, but
0: That's funny because I actually prefer Dave Smalley's voice.
1: but... Dave Smalley's voice is not good.
0: Da da da, da, da. It's like so. Southern California Pop Punk I don't even know If they're from Southern California I don't care uh, It seems like they were
1: He is Yeah
2: there
1: Anyway you go. That show was amazing
0: Yeah Because
1: like I said He was my favorite all singer. So
0: it's Interesting
1: pre- Pretty awesome
0: Pretty Pretty But yeah
1: They just played A one-off show At this weird club Called Dante's Which our friend uh, Jeff Cellini Played with his Band Panthers there oh. Very weird space Shout they have like Jeff. cocktail tables that sometimes they move out of the way, sometimes they don't.
0: Were they in the way for, for people the All to stand? Show?
1: Uh they took. They were there for Panther Show. They were not there for the All Show because there were a fair amount of people there. So it depends on their expectation of what they're going <laughs> to think. So yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so reunion show is a little weird, but I'm excited to see Jawbox, assuming I can get tickets, and hopefully I can.
0: Again, I don't. if, if in fact, the 9:30 Club is as big as you say it is, I don't. Think you'll have that big of an issue? Although, according to Wikipedia, that's where the band is from. So you're right in terms of having a following. That could be a very heavy, uh, you know, spot for for followers and people to to want to show up and support. So,
1: so I just googled yeah, the 930 me. Club, and apparently it holds 1,200 people. Which seems like a lot. I can't really. I, I like you say. I I'm not a great judge of.
0: No, I'm the worst. Capacity. Yeah.
1: It's more than Rockefellers.
0: I was just about to say, I remember seeing a sign in Rockefellers <laughs> that said the capacity was either, it's either four or five hundred, and I was like, there's five hundred people in here? No
1: fucking way.
0: I mean, but you gotta 500? think about it, like, not just in the, not just in the main pit area, but there were, like, those, like, raised areas on either side as you're walking in, where, like, they'd yeah. only set up the merch and everything. You could I can't
1: imagine they could fit five hundred people in there. I would maybe it, was, it
0: may have been four hundred, but I remember <laughs> at the Green Day show, I was like, it feels like there's eight thousand people here. <laughs> We are definitely breaking the fire code. Probably
1: because Billy Joe was spitting on you from the stage. Possibly so. And, that was... and everyone was sweating their asses off. Oh
0: my God. I've never sweat more <laughs> in my life. In any athletic endeavor or anything else than I did that night. That Scott's Green
1: Day ultra show. marathon paled in comparison to the Green Day show. Can't hold a candle to how, how much sweat I lost
0: in that, that damn Green Day show. Oh, my God. Dookie tour indeed. I probably shit my pants (laughs) and even realize it just dried up instantly and went into the air, poof, because I was so sweaty. Um, But, yeah, so, again, point being I'm a terrible judge of space and how many people can fit into said spaces. That was the point of me talking about how much I was sweating during the Green Day shows. I can't judge spaces.
1: So, speaking of, like, popular albums like Green Day Dookie, and popular yeah. trends. There's a show Crowboy. on Netflix these days. <laughs> Have you been practicing
0: uh... <laughs> your, bount- your bumps between segments? Because, good lord.
1: <laughs> My Go segues. Ahead. Yeah. Um,
0: remember when the yes.
1: Segway uh, vehicle was touted as being a revolution to urban design and going to change transportation before I do not. it was revealed? <laughs> so, before the Segway came out in 98 or whenever they released it.
0: This is They're the like, human the, the human mover. Yeah, the, the scooter driver. thing. Yeah,
1: yep. <laughs> the thing Just that fat sure. security guards lean on in malls. I
0: was about to say, make sure everybody knew what you we were talking about, because it never really hit the peak of popularity <laughs> I think they were expecting. So
1: um, Now they have weird tourist tours on segways. Yes. They people have people all over the place. I see them downtown in downtown Denver. I'm
0: like, get the fuck out of the way. What are you doing? Uh,
1: anyway... Before that came out, they were they were hinting on what it was going to be, and people were like, what is this, a revolutionary invention? Right. And then they're like, that's it? Like a weird stand-up Wave screen. of the
0: future, bro! Wave <laughs> of the future.
1: <laughs> never never quite took off. No. They were, they were claiming they were going to change how cities were designed because people were going to be scooting around everywhere on these things.
0: I mean, you know, the dream's not dead. Like you said, they're still out there. You go yeah. to Vegas; they have Segway tours. Greenville, South Carolina, <laughs> has Segway tours. I
1: like, think I've have... pretty much killed it. If Greenway, Greenville, Greenville, South Carolina has a Segway tour, I'm just telling you, man. I've seen it everywhere,
0: <laughs> and, and certainly down here in Denver, they have them too. So, anyway, sorry we interrupted the. Uh, oh yeah, I interrupted myself, but um, did. Yes. Indeed. So
1: there is a a popular show on Netflix these days called I believe it's called Tidying Up with Marie Kondo, a Japanese woman who tidies or consults families and individuals on tidying. Yes. Have you seen said show? No, I have not. <laughs> Are you planning <laughs> on seeing? I can't believe have never heard of this. No, I have not.
0: <laughs> I'm not planning on it, and I have never heard of it until I've read it on the topic list three hours ago. I and feel I like everyone that I research. work
1: with, my wife definitely has seen, I believe, all the episodes. I've half-watched about three or four of them. Okay.
0: So let, let let me jump in here for just a minute for just a minute. I believe that this show, if I may, dropped like 3 weeks ago, maybe 2 weeks ago on yeah, Netflix. probably two. Okay. Yeah, probably I think it was. You're right. It was, Around it was the after New year, the turn of the yes. New year. Right. So you have to understand and this is this is an excuse. This is reality. I don't pull up Netflix like every fucking day. <laughs> like I could go a month and a half and not access my Netflix. I I record a ton of shit on my DVR, and that's the majority of what I watch. My fiancé watches a lot of uh, Netflix,
2: but
1: I do not. Have you made it to December yet on your backlog
0: of Of DVR
1: program? No, I just mean programming in general.
0: Oh, programming, we keep up pretty pretty I don't know how
1: far you let it go.
0: No, it's it's the Lakers games that are the problem. Although I just recently this morning finished uh, a Lakers-Clippers game from December 28th, so I'm actually not that far behind. (laughs) I'm feeling pretty good. I think I have three or four. Is LeBron yet to catch up. still on the team? LeBron is on. LeBron They're is healthy. injured. I did see the injury, so
1: okay.
0: he's not yet returned, which I think is still true even modern day. So, anyways, yes.
1: a nut pop or whatever it was.
0: It was a groin injury, but anyway, the point is. But he. he I don't says, pull up Netflix. Yeah, you ever had a groin injury? It fucking hurts. <laughs> I've had one. It's very painful. The point is, I think a lot of people especially people that don't have cable, which I don't blame people for not having cable. It's very—it's one of the biggest expenses I have in a given month. Mm-hmm. They come home and they turn on their TV or their computer and they immediately go to Netflix. And Netflix, brilliant marketing on their part, will advertise the new show. For example, they certainly advertise this shit at a <laughs> Bird Box within Netflix so that when you pull up Netflix, it's one of the first things you see. Are sure. you one of the seven people who haven't seen Bird Box yet? Maybe yes. you should watch it. So I'm assuming... Did that you see Bird Box? I did. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. I'm assuming that your wife and your coworkers, who, from what you told me, are younger than both you and I, yes. are probably the type of people
1: not hard to who do. go
0: home, put on Netflix, and they saw this and like, oh, I'll watch this, or I'll check this out, I'll watch the free preview, it and does... therefore, to be <laughs> sho- Hang preview. on, I'm not done. <laughs> to be shocked that I've never heard of this fucking show is ridiculous. Now, I don't mean because you haven't watched
1: it, I just mean... Like I said, m- many, many, if not all, of my coworkers have been talking about it. So I'm surprised no one you interact with has seen the show.
0: Not a single human being, short of you, three hours ago, has even mentioned <clears throat> that woman's name. And I believe she wrote a book five years ago. So clearly, it wasn't nearly as popular until this show or this new show on Netflix. No. Huh. Just interesting. So there you have it.
1: There's something else I was going to ask you, but you were. You were ram- ranting or something. I
0: was. I uh, was. I was on a roll.
1: <laughs> so, um,
0: did you want so to ask the, about Bird Box? What's that? We'll get back to Bird Box. Go ahead, Tidying so up. the, yes, the let's premise talk of the
1: show is uh, she's sort of. It's it's interesting because there was a show with Niecy Nash who has been on other Jesus shows Christ. Post, post this. They did they did sort of a. Uh, hoarder's light where they went went to people who had a shit ton of stuff and they like cleaned it out and sort of did like a redesign it was sort of like home improvement hoarder redesign thing so they'd clean up the space they also had designers and then would like spruce their, up their place this show does not include any of that she basically she makes you take out all your clothes put them on your bed see how many you have and then she Get rid of some. greets the house does some other like pseudo-spiritual bullshit uh, makes you touch each piece of clothing, see if it brings you joy. Her whole thing is about, does this bring you joy? If it doesn't bring you joy, you thank it so, for its usefulness and uh, cast it aside to goodwill So she's a quack,
0: is what you're telling me. Uh, I
1: mean, I it would say like kind of, yes. But then she has ways of organizing and folding that make things more useful to you. Anyway. Okay. Um, I. So, she, she sort of... Um, one of her big things is folding things and sort of stacking them vertically in drawers so if you have a t-shirt it's sort of she sort of folds it into the shape of like a book and stacks it what would be on its spine if you will and so you see all the different shirts you have in your drawer or pants she folds them all the same way Um, which is Anne has done this to her clothes and claims that I'm going to do it to my clothes which ain't happening sorry hang on Um, let me stop you right there
0: because (laughs) I have seen this sort of thing before and I think it's a great idea my my lovely fiance has done that with some of her items in some of her drawers in her dresser. Here's the problem, though. Two problems, actually. As you start pulling <laughs> items out, let's say you pull out the wrong one, and you're trying, trying to get ready in the morning. You're not going to refold it like a fucking novel and place it perfectly back in there. Second of all... Once you do a load of laundry, it's like, well, Au I could refold all this and take four and a half hours, <laughs> or I could just throw all this shit in a drawer, which is what I know I'm going to do. And Wait, invariably, you do
1: fold your clothes at all? You just throw them in a pile in the drawer? No, I
0: throw them, but I'm, I mean, I fold them, but I'm not going to fold them into a perfect seven by five rectangle so that it fits into, I mean... I don't think no her folding that kind of
1: method time. is any more complicated than traditional folding. It's just
0: well, it sure sounded like it. Because I can't <laughs> fold a fucking t-shirt into the size of a book. I can tell you that right now. That's going to be a challenge. I think for me.
1: you could although, if you tried.
0: Although I won't lie to you, as you're telling me this, I'm 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 picturing my my chest of drawers in the other room, and I could definitely, for at least two of the drawers, mostly my running stuff, I could definitely use some assistance. Because I end up, if I wash all of it at one time and it's all clean at one time, I end up like cramming it in there sure. just so that I can shut the drawer.
1: I have that, that same the situation end. where it's it's stacked and it's it's sort of, uh, you have sort of a meniscus mounding over the top of the drawer and you got to push it in Oh yeah, you, you push can... it in. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to break the drawer. Yeah, I'm
0: always worried I'm going to break my furniture. You're like,
1: is the bottom of this going to pop out as I like shove yes. four more t-shirts in here?
0: That's correct. So again, I'd be interested in perhaps some of the services she might provide but i just don't see myself doing it every time i do my laundry i'm too lazy for that and i know it i acknowledge
1: I think, it i think she would say is you should get rid of some of this shit i mean she doesn't Prob- talk like that but uh, also probably true maybe should uh, thank some of these clothes and send them on their way uh by the way i have some more shirts i will never to do send you um and and uh maybe refolding them could help you organize
0: Wait, what did you say? You have some shirts to send me?
1: Yeah, I bought you some more short shirts before you said, don't buy me any shirts. I just haven't mailed them to you yet because oh, you asked okay. me not to buy them. But...
0: That's fine. I'm also <laughs> going to return something, and we can talk about that off air. Um,
1: all right. Thanks for the gifts. You're welcome. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, a lot of this sort of like... How does, does this? Do you feel joy? I was like, I was talking to my wife about. It. I was like, I don't. None of my clothes bring me joy. Like this is no. fucking ridiculous. Like most I mean, of them these... just make me feel bad about myself. To be honest. But...
0: <laughs> yeah, when when I see two X's, I question my <laughs> my eating habits. Is what you're thinking? But no, the the, uh, the only connection I have with any clothing, there there may be some pieces that have some sort of sentimental value.
1: Yeah, that's like, a separate remember... category in Marie Kondo's world. So there's sentimental items.
0: Okay, but like. That... Every possible item I would ever wear to work, for example, if it burned up in a house, well, I shouldn't say house fire, but you know what I mean? Like, if all my, if all those clothes caught on fire and I had to replace them with other work clothes, I would not give two shits. Like, I could not care less. Yeah, But there are t-shirts and things that, that again, like, I have a 7 Seconds t-shirt that I got when I was 17 years old that I still own that is awesome, and I love it. Is that my shirt? No.
1: Did we both have a 7 Seconds shirt?
0: I think you had a t-shirt. Mine is long sleeves. Oh, it's a okay. long sleeve black t-shirt. I definitely
1: had a t-shirt.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm certain you did.
1: I don't know if I still have it.
0: You definitely... I'm sure you don't because it was probably 25 years ago. But I still have the <laughs> the black one. It's kind of falling apart, so I only wear it on special occasions. Yeah, but it's an awesome of, shirt.
1: I can't imagine it not kind of falling apart.
0: Like, it would be hard for me to part with that. I'm not going to lie to you. But I still have, I have it. It's my I have my similar...
1: Closet. Uh, sentimental T-shirts, and I don't even yeah. wear t T-shirt. I mean, I wear T-shirts, but not by themselves.
0: Right. Understood. Yeah. You're, you're a double-layer man at a minimum. Which I've never quite understood, but that's maybe, maybe a different topic for a different day. Maybe. We'll see how the rest of these topics go. We can circle back to why do you wear multiple shirts all the time.
1: I, mean, I just feel more comfortable in multiple shirts. It's the main reason why.
0: Yeah. But, okay, so... November through March, sure, but I, I middle of July, you're gonna be wearing a T-shirt and a button-down, short sleeve, yeah, like golf shirt. I don't understand. Every day.
1: My uh, I mean today, former for employee, example, hang on, employer would make fun for example, of me for that too.
0: <laughs> he should have today. Again, I told you the weather, and obviously it's the middle of January in Denver, Colorado. What I took to work to wear was a golf shirt, and pants, no T-shirt. Because I'm in an office all day. It's 70 degrees. Like, I feel fine. My office is chilly.
1: I wear this hoodie over a jacket, or over a shirt, every day. Because my office is about 64 degrees year-round.
0: That's a little chilly.
1: (laughs) It's fucking freezing.
0: (laughs) Now, I mean, full disclosure, I do keep a hoodie... And I have like a pullover that one of my coworkers gave me. I do keep that at the office, and occasionally I will throw it on. I wear the hoodie a little bit today, but it just depends on where the sun is. By the afternoon, when the sun's coming in my window, <laughs> the, the hoodie's off. I'm back to just my golf shirt, no t-shirt, and and pants. So anyway, whatever.
1: You so I'm tidying up. That's good.
0: I do wear pants to work every day.
1: So let's let's jump back into Bird Box. I have not seen Bird okay. Box.
0: Oh really? So you are one of the seven.
1: Yeah, I'm one of the seven who hasn't seen Interesting. it. Interesting.
0: Okay.
1: The pre no, I just the the premise. I was sort of interested because I saw everyone posting like the stupid blindfold pictures. Then I heard what the basically the plot of the movie was, and I was like, that sounds dumb. And then I heard people saying, "eh, it's not that good." So I was like, "oh, just skip it." Right. I I I was just curious what your review of Bird Box was like—positive, mediocre. I thought
0: I thought it was good. I mean, if if we're doing like a Rotten Tomatoes thing. Or, or we'll we'll not do a Rotten Tomatoes. We'll not steal that idea. If I'm grading it on Is an it certified F, fresh and certified fresh at eighty two percent. If we're doing an A through F scale, I mean, I'd give it like a, a solid B. All right. It's I I don't have an issue with the premise. I think there were a couple things that were un, left unexplained by the time the movie ended. I thought the ending was a little stupid, but I mean, it's definitely a movie that has some tense moments and and it's it's entertaining. Sure. We watched it over the over the holidays. That was my only hope was that I would I would be entertained for an hour and forty five minutes and I was entertained for an hour and forty five minutes. So um, I don't know. I, and, and again, the numbers behind the movie were insane. If you stop and think about it in the first week, forty three million accounts, not people, forty three million Netflix accounts played the movie. Now, if you assume, Let's say one and a half people, because like Jamie and I watched it here.
1: Sure.
0: On one account, and there was two of us. So let's assume, and it's probably a conservative estimate, that one and a half people per account, you know, we're talking about 65, 70 million people. If you extrapolate that to $10 per ticket, we're talking about a $700 million opening week for a movie. Movies do not do that. Like that's never happened. That would be a top 15 movie all time just in the first week. So kudos to, to Netflix for kind of cornering that market and. And they did market a lot. They marketed yeah. on TV, and like
1: you said, you know, they was... they pushed the shit out of that. Like that was yeah. definitely the first thing that popped up. Also, it's not. It wouldn't have done whatever you said. Seven hundred seventy. Of course not. Remember, because it's because, the convenience of. And you're yeah, half those people wouldn't bother to go to the movie theater, just like. Hundred
0: ten percent, but still, <clears throat> that's.
1: To, just yeah, I mean, to, to get eyeballs on that piece of content, that many eyeballs right. is pretty impressive.
0: That's what I mean. So Fair what enough. I was thinking is. And we can talk about this some more off the air, but we need to work with Netflix to get the bro-pod into <laughs> the bro- whatever their next movie the is. bro-pod
1: live stream. Are we going to write the movie or are we going to star in it? No, 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 just product placement. Just, you know,
0: <laughs> no. when they're driving, you know, when Sandra Bullock's driving down the street in one scene, Sandra she's Bullock listening, to the, listening to the BroPod.
1: Sweet. <laughs> and
0: she looks Listen, back to her. We'll
1: give you as many episodes as you want free of charge. Just put them in a few movies or TV shows randomly. She'll look back I to her. It would be a nice continuation. It shows up in... Uh, bird box Marie Kondo is listening to it on the way to her next yeah. case uh, she can hear
0: us talking about her own show
1: <laughs> BoJack Horseman is talking about it with whatever right. the fuck goes no, on No, Marie
0: Kondo hears me say that there's no way in hell I'm going to refold my clothes <laughs> into the size of a novel and so she can go fuck herself or whatever it is that I said earlier I don't even remember <laughs> but that would be perfect perfect transition and she could be laughing about it and say oh those two kids on the bro pod oh I sh- we should probably check them out at bropodnetwork.com you know, something like that, just very natural <laughs> product placement.
1: Just smooth, no, yeah. no bump in the story at all. Everyone no, would be like, "Yep, nope. that makes sense."
0: Of course, As she like holds a Coke can and takes a nice sip, like showing the product clearly to the camera. <laughs> I'd love to be affiliated with something like that. That'd be great. Lots of eyeballs. Man, we would we'd have to start making T-shirts if that happened. Let me tell you.
1: Oh yes, yeah, I only have what a month to make T-shirts. Yeah, you said
0: Valentine's Day, so you have twenty-nine days from this Shit. point forward. Better get on then. Coming soon for Valentine's Day, BroPod t-shirts, everybody. Todd promised.
1: I mean, I guess the 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 question is, do I want to, like, phone it in or do I want to do, like, a quality <laughs> job?
0: I mean, as someone who has a advanced collegiate degree in design, I would think you'd take some pride in it, but maybe Agreed. that's just me. But the I deadline's coming up. <laughs> Indeed. It's coming up quick. Anyway, moving on.
1: Yes. So.
0: Couldn't think of a transition for this <laughs> one, Chris. <laughs> I just saw the blank stare.
1: No, I was, I was trying to decide if we wanted to jump right into this next topic.
0: Oh, uh, sure. Eh, why not? Why not?
1: The Instagram egg. Thoughts?
0: So, I think it's amazing. I love the fact that it it is a, simply a picture of a a brownish looking egg. That has overtaken the. I bl- I believe it was the Kardashian that's the the most wealthy of them all. She's worth like nine hundred million. I think she's technically that sister, a Jenner. I
1: don't know if yeah. it's Kylie Whatever. or Kendall. One of the Jenners had the most popular yeah. photo on Instagram. Right. And I think it's, her I think reputation it's, the, has been supplanted by the a photo of an egg.
0: Yeah. So that's that's the story. Is that the Instagram <laughs> egg, as they're calling it? Got over 18 million likes, and the previous highest liked photo was one of the whore Jenner daughters and her <laughs> a picture of her and her new child. Um, because at 22, if you're worth $900 million, why not
1: Wait, have, she have sex a kid? with a
0: rap star and have a child? Yeah, she has a kid.
1: Wait, is this the one that's stating, no, that's Chloe. I was going to say Tristan Thompson. We could jump in the sibling dribblings. No, that's the
0: Kardashian. No, this is, a, like you said, you're right. It's, it's one of the two Jenners. She's
1: 22 um, and has a kid? Yikes.
0: 22 or 23, something like that. I don't know. She's she's a useless blight to society, is all I know. And uh, so, again, I was happy to see that a simple photograph of an egg...
1: Tell me how you really feel about this, Jenner person.
0: About the, you know what? I'm actually glad we're talking about this because now, in the list of hashtags, I can put Kylie Jenner, I can put Kardashian, and maybe that'll get some, <laughs> some heat on this podcast. And that's fine. I don't care. Come after me. Come at me, bro. Anyway... <laughs> Um, but the the point is, and, and really the, the biggest takeaway for me in this whole thing is, how is it that... The, it took some marketing genius for someone to just post a picture of an egg and get 18 million likes. We need to figure out who this person is and contact them and say, how can we get some pub for the podcast and get even a fraction of the 18 million likes you were able to get by just posting a simple picture of an egg? Because we have actual content here. Let's make it happen. Because I heard it was like a grassroots campaign. Like, they, I don't even know how exactly they did it but they were just like hey we want to get more likes than Kylie Jenner and it yeah. just started generating heat before it must have been picked, picked you know up by there.
1: somebody like fuck Jerry or something must have reposted it
0: something like that
1: um, my wife was convinced that it was some sort of faux gorilla marketing for like dairy farmers or egg egg <laughs> farmers she's like there's gotta be a story behind this it's not just it's not just a random picture of an egg I was like I think it is and she's like no uh, no no, sure no. They're, they're trying to sell something I bet which, I mean, obviously she's pretty jaded, but would not surprise sure. me if that were the case. But
0: that'd be amazing if that. I mean, if so, kudos to them for figuring that out. But I saw the picture. It's there's nothing in the picture anyway. Yeah, but maybe you there'll get a follow-up.
1: I mean, if you, if you got whatever the 18 million likes and be like, now that you've seen the egg, let me tell you about Eglin's Best, the best eggs right. were available, or whatever. Yeah, here's the other side of the egg, <clears throat> and it's
0: the stamp of Eggland's Best. That's exactly what I was <laughs> thinking, actually. That exact company. So it's funny you said that, but. And that, if so, that's, that's the only great.
1: brand name of egg that people know, I think.
0: That's true. I can't think of anything else.
1: National Egg Chain.
0: Right. Is there any? There's got to be others. I'm sure there are. It's either that or the generic brand that is from the grocery store that you're buying eggs at. I can't... Yeah, but
1: that's what I mean. I, I feel like Eggland is the only one that spans the region because all the other ones are like – The
0: national distributor. Yeah, you're
1: right. Frank's Farm Probably from right. – Right Good in old Frank's Colorado farm. Or whatever. I mean, I Just, you know what I mean? They it's like some local. Yeah, some or local regional, egg. at least. Maybe not local. I mean, sure, depending sure. on where you buy your eggs, you could certainly get hyper fresh right. from local eggs. But
0: So, anyway, so that that's my thought. I thought it was a great marketing campaign. I'm glad it, it superseded anything that a gender slash Kardashian has ever done. And uh, more power to him. If, if it is a guerrilla marketing campaign, it will reveal itself soon, I'm sure, and we'll talk about it on next week's
2: episode.
0: <laughs> so I look forward to that, if, it's, if that's the case.
1: All right, I'm going to do a quick update on my diet plan.
0: Oh, shit, this is not on the agenda. I love it. <laughs> I thought for sure that because it wasn't on there, there was nothing to update, as in, you have not yet been to the gym, which you still might say.
1: Uh, no, I'm I went glad to the gym, gym last weekend. Okay. Um, so we've been During doing that pretty well. I hit my step goal today. Nice. My steps increase I think, like three or four hundred every day, and I, I think once you get to ten thousand, they that's what they want you to get to at least. I'm, peak. I'm only at like six thousand something, and I hit it today. But, um, I've lost, I'd say net about five pounds because I lost some more weight. I think I was being creative with how I stood on the scale to be honest with you. So <laughs> my weight's going up and down a little bit
0: hang on hang on hang on hang on what the hell does that mean like did you put your belly on the the towel rack or something no, no, What's no. Happening?
1: if I if I sort of lean back on my heels I can get it to why low. would you do
0: that why even bother if you know it's gonna give you an inaccurate reading well
1: I the Don't thing waste is, your I, time. I, I stand there and I'm like, there's no way that's the actual number. So I'll sort of rock back on my heels a little bit and then stand forward. Sometimes it stays on the oh lower God. number. But I'm trying to be more honest with myself. So I'm not exactly sure where I am. I mean, I have been eating only about 1,500 calories a day. So I'm surprised I have not that's lost gonna make more weight. That's going to make a huge weight. difference. Um, well, considering my former calorie intake was probably closer to like 4,000, I would guess.
2: 4,000. But... Right.
1: On Sundays, um, maybe closer to like 2,000, 2,500 on
0: a good day, but
1: definitely lower. So,
0: hang on, let's get back to the scale thing for a second. Is this electronic <laughs> or is this a spring scale?
1: It's a spring scale, so I think you can okay. you can work it a little bit. You can <laughs> definitely, yeah, you can
0: definitely jiggle it just a little bit to make different numbers show up. <laughs> and depending on what time of day you do it, you might be, you might have uh, cloudy visions. So you're not really sure what you're looking at anyway.
1: So, so. they, yeah, okay. well, they, their thing is you should weigh yourself... Same time they recommend first thing when you wake up. So you weigh yourself at the same time every day, and they they mention that like your weight is going to fluctuate based on how much salt you ate and their water content. Like they're like, don't look at the day to day. The thing that they're pushing is just to get into a habit of weighing yourself so you can see the trend going. Okay. And I'm about I'm in the third week of the program, so I wish the trend were a little steeper, but it does seem to be going down, however, gradually.
0: So here's the biggest question for you in terms of a lifestyle change. How are you dealing with, assuming you do this most days, if not all days, how are you dealing with the 1,500 versus three to 4,000 calorie intake? It hasn't
1: been that bad. I mean, I basically stopped eating, like, unhealthy snacks.
2: snacks yeah.
1: And I'm just eating less, which is... Definitely good for me, but um, I was a little hungry at first. I'm not really hungry, and most of the time, like my they have they do a lot of like I would say like little classes where they're they're basically things that you read on your phone, but they talk Tutorials. about like yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but a lot of them are more like psychologically based, and they talk a lot about like what are your triggers, what are the things that recognizing them, and it's they're like if if you Miss a day or you go off, it's like not the end of the world. Make sure you're just sticking with the program because right. you'll have successes and you'll have some failures. It's just natural. Just don't beat yourself up too much about it and say, I can't do this. It's just keep sticking with it. And most of my like triggers are basically like boredom. I think I might have told you this before. <laughs> like,
0: yes, you eat because you're bored. You I'm said that like, last I don't weekend. have
1: anything to do, so oh, see, this candy bar is something to do. <laughs> or whatever that's sick but yes (laughs) so that those are my triggers um so I I've I think I'm better at recognizing them and more or less likely likely to just straight up give into those because I'm I'm not hungry I'm just like bored and it gives me something to do like if if it's the middle of the day I'm like kind of bored like mentally I'm just like eh I need a break or whatever so I could yeah walk 10 minutes to the vending machine, get something, get a little hit of, like, dopamine because I had some candy, then walk back to my desk, and I've killed 15 minutes or whatever.
0: Or... So, yeah.
1: I could not do that.
0: Or... So, I think the biggest, if I were to... And I will never, but if I were to go through a program like this, (laughs) I, I think the biggest issue for me would be, and it's similar to what you're saying, but it's a little different. I'm wondering if you have this as well, is that, so, for example, you know, I ride my bike into work, I get to work. As soon as I get back to my desk after changing into my work clothes, the first thing I do every day is I keep a little jar of peanuts in my desk drawer. Mm-hmm. And I open up the jar of peanuts and I throw a couple handfuls in my mouth. And there have been times where I've forgotten to, like, replenish that. I've forgotten to pick them up at the store or whatever. And as soon as I sit down, it's the it's the Pavlovian thing. Like, I'm expecting that hit, hit of, of peanuts. And if I don't get it, I'm like, oh. Like, I feel like I'm really missing out on something. Yeah, yeah. I think those types of things would be the hardest thing for me to break. Sure. So, again, I'm not hungry. I just had breakfast 90 minutes ago when I, <laughs> before I left the house. But because I'm used to having that little salty. I think
1: you and I are both yeah, very, like, you know, routine-based because I, I would be the same way. Like, it's like, oh three o'clock, time to have a Diet Coke. Like, I'm not yep. necessarily thirsty or tired. It's just like I've, I've been doing this for a while, so I'm used to it, and I, I expect yeah. it. Um, right. So, I've been trying. Me, basically, yes. one of the other things they're like is build good habits. So, like, uh, they talk, one of the lessons in the last day or two has talked about, like, um, sort of building routines. And there's a couple of, one of them is like a habit and the other one's a routine. I can't, one of, basically, it talks about doing something where you don't even think about it. You just kind of do it. And I think that's sort of what we're talking about. So, right. if you build that with a good habit, like, eating peanuts isn't the worst thing in the world. Of course. Um, so, but if you if it, if you were eating like two Snickers when you got to work, you, like you would probably start I'm not saying that I understand that's something you could do, but it's an example or that like you it. would do, but if you did that, you'd probably put on a few pounds if you were eating like of course 600 calories every morning before just like not even thinking about it.
0: Well, and and the other thing, again, same desk drawer set but a higher drawer is if you open my top drawer at my desk, I have all sorts of candy still from the Halloween cauldron that we talked about a few podcasts oh, yeah, ago around cauldron. Halloween. I still have candy in there. And then also at our front desk reception area, we have a little bowl of candy, little bite-sized Milky Ways, Three Musketeers, I'm sure. I'm positive we've talked about that as well. Yeah, the so, Yeah, it's constantly being... Now, it's, it's gotten down a bit from its peak a few <laughs> days after Halloween, but it's constantly being replenished by those little things as well. And... Not every time, but I'd say 40 to 50% of the time when I pass by the front desk, I'll grab a bite sized Milky Way or a bite sized Twix or whatever's in there and just throw it down because, again, it's there. It's free. I like it. And I, like, I like that I'm
1: financial cost comes into it for us because I'm like, oh, this is free. Can't, like, if somebody brings in donuts, 100%. I'm like, I know this isn't good for me, but I don't have to pay for these donuts. How can I? I know not I don't have them? <laughs> I don't
0: have that first thought, but I definitely have the second thought. I'm not thinking this isn't good for me, but I'm yeah. Like, oh, but you know what cake. I
1: mean, like, yeah, something that might otherwise I know I deter you. Yeah, but I'm I probably to. shouldn't eat yeah. these, but I don't have to pay for them, and they're right here right. and they're fresh. I should. Definitely yeah, they've eat been
0: these. they've been delivered. I've put nothing into the pot in order to purchase them, and all I have to do <laughs> yeah, it's is... not
1: like I have to pay this back. <laughs> right. All, all I have to do is put it on this plate this
0: <laughs> and eat it, and all will be well with the world. Why would I... It's almost like, why would I not do this? I'm actually losing money by not doing this somehow. I, I haven't figured that out mathematically, but somehow that's happening. So, yeah. So, I, my point is, I think that would be... if Again, I never would, but if I were to ever do something like what you're doing, that would be my biggest issue, is just cutting out those sorts of habits, but... Like you said, if we're both habit-driven, if that's just in our genes, then I guess you could say the same thing for developing habits of not doing those things. Yeah, or good habits. Would like be a possibility.
1: I have like a, a low-fat Greek yogurt for breakfast every day, and that's a perfectly fine right. breakfast. It fills me up. And I have
0: Lucky Charms and cranberry juice, so <laughs> same thing.
1: You, you pour the cranberry juice in your Lucky Charms?
0: I do not. I pour skim milk, but then I have a small glass of cranberry juice (laughs) to wash it down. Wait, do you
1: really fucking eat Lucky Charms every day?
0: That's just the cereal of the moment right now. It's either Lucky Charms, Fruity Pebbles, Frosted Flakes, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. No wonder
1: you had six cavities or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Four spoonfuls of sugar for breakfast every day.
0: I still floss afterwards. Or I brush my teeth, rather, afterwards don't see what difference it makes.
1: You flossing. Anyway.
0: I'm fl- I'm flossing a lot. But Speaking of flossing, quick flossing update. What a great transition. <laughs> I finally taught myself to floss. Oh, really? Today at work. I can, learned how to floss. Can we get it's a, not that difficult. Uh,
1: can we get an Instagram video of this to go up on the, uh, the uh, account?
0: Maybe. I'll think about that. Have
1: somebody film you and we will definitely post that.
0: <laughs> okay. I'll see if I can make that happen. But yeah, I know how to floss now. <laughs> So, and it's I don't know if I don't know if you and I were talking about it or someone else talking about it, but someone mentioned that you know if you're a man of a certain age or a woman of a certain age, namely your age or my age, it is a little painful. Like it's not the most fluid motion. You got to really stretch out before you do it.
1: Yeah, I've, I think I was saying like I think our arms don't naturally sort of swing that way, not effortlessly like kids do. It's, kids can flail their arms around, and it's right. not not a struggle. Like I think that might
0: be part of it. But it's more the hip movement. It's the side-to-side hip movement that is not—it's not the most comfortable thing in the world. Not that I'm saying I'm of the age where I'm gonna pop a hip or anything, but it's just the hip movement it's has. Not,
1: I did not think was as as stiff for me, but I have been uh, rehabbing be my shoulder.
0: There you go. So
1: you'd do you start with the hips first and then start swinging the arms, or vice versa? I
0: personally, and I've known this for four hours Worse now, but personally, I. I start simultaneously. They both start at the same time. Just
1: jump right in, hips and arms. Just
0: punch, yeah, punch that go button and don't slow down. Make it happen for yourself. So
1: do you have a a beat in your head that you're flossing to, or are you just...
0: No, I'm just, I'm supremely focused on not breaking my own hip. Yes, it's an internal (laughs) metronome. It's my natural sense of rhythm that is keeping me going on the flossing. (laughs) Two scoops
1: is just like, this is the beat for flossing.
0: That's it. I got it in my head. So, yeah. It's, a, it's definitely a focused situation. But it's fun. I like it now. I'm oh, glad I you, know. This is
1: something you did. Have you shown it to your fiancé?
2: Yes, I showed
0: I was very proud of it because she saw me, <laughs> as we talked about a pod or two ago, how I was flossing during the national championship game and it wore me out. <laughs> and she was mocking me mercilessly because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And so I, I was proud to show her to you. I was like, watch this, bitch. I know what I'm talking about now. And I I did it right there in front of her. So I
1: assume that is not what she said.
0: I did not say that, and she's if she ever heard this, she'd be very upset if she heard me say that. But, um, but no. So I'm uh.
1: That could uh, be the title.
0: Flossing skills now. I was thinking about that as I said. (laughs) Watch this bitch (laughs) flossing. All right, that may be the title. That is pretty classic. So, anyway, I think that does surplant my my sack as I stood. Uh, but anyway, here we go. Watch this bitch. <laughs> I'm flossing. She will, she'll be done the wiser. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. No, I didn't actually say that, but I, th- I was very, very enthusiastic about showing her that I was now able to floss. So that was a fun one.
1: Oh, man. That was a anyway, good laugh.
0: What are we talking about? Oh,
1: okay. We're talking about flossing. <laughs> think we're done. You're done with that? Okay. I think we're done, period.
0: Oh, done, period? Okay. Perfect. I
1: mean the The only other thing I had was uh, talking about Iman Shumpert. So he, the Blazers played the Kings last night and unfortunately lost because I don't know they like to win a few games, lose a few games. It's just sort of their lose modus to bad teams. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I saw that score. Decent. I was shocked. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, Nurk laid a pretty vicious pick on Shumpert, and he was quite pissed.
0: And, ah, uh, so there was a reason behind it. I see.
1: Wanted to discuss it with him after the game, and went to the Blazers' locker, locker room. Was waiting outside because he wanted to talk this. To, I had to talk some things over. Uh, so
0: is this similar to the Chris Paul situation, where he was like waiting in the hallway of the? Wasn't it Chris Paul?
1: I don't this know. This happened a year or two yes. ago.
0: Oh okay. Yeah. He's basically we,
1: waiting in the hallway for the Blazers to come out, and security Cash me
0: outside. Situation. Yeah.
1: Escorted him away because he's. A punk.
0: I've never been a fan of Iman Shumpert. I've never I, been a fan of anyone from those Cavs teams. I was, teams. I was looking Smith on Twitter LeBron and James. people
1: were like Iman was telling him what is wanted to tell him what it was like to be a champion. I was like, all right, settle down. I know he has a ring technically, <laughs> but he didn't do shit to earn that. Okay, he played with. He LeBron. has a ring, but he
0: he couldn't afford the, a, a t shirt for the parade, as I recall. So yeah.
1: No, that was Jr. But yes.
0: I think Iman took part in the no shirt clan as well. There were a couple Probably. couple ballers there.
1: Yeah, yeah, he, he was not a villains. pivotal part of their championship run any more yeah. than, like, any other marginally talented person would just stand no. in place and occasionally hit a three or something.
0: As, as I've said before on this pod, there are certain situations where you and I could replace the person in question, <laughs> and the outcome would not be all that different, and I think this is one of those situations.
1: Yeah, can I stand in the corner and, I mean... I wouldn't really, Defense would be a problem. I wouldn't really but, uh, be a true threat as a three, and I think they would find that out pretty quickly. But for at least a player or right. two, they'd be like, "Well, this guy's open. We yeah. should at least move towards his the space that he's occupying."
0: Yeah. What's this slightly overweight five ten <laughs> white guy doing out on the court? Well, I guess we better guard him. He he's might be a white be, guy. You know,
1: Maybe he can shoot he threes. A,
0: he might be a sharpshooter. That's right. You never know. He I'm looks not, way I, out of shape. I, I but don't he has know if, if I can make a three
1: so. from an NBA three-pointer, but corner threes are shorter, <laughs> so maybe.
0: That's the short deck. That's right. It is a possibility. So, okay, interesting. Just, <laughs> I, I hadn't heard that story.
1: Just call me uh, White Isaiah Thomas. Don't call me that. But...
0: That's not gonna happen. <laughs> That's never gonna happen.
1: I think I'm taller anyway. than he is.
0: Uh, than Zeke? He... No. No,
1: not Zeke not the not one. the original Isaiah, the current Isaiah Thomas.
0: Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Sorry, I don't really consider him a Is he even playing? Is he on a team?
1: Yeah, he he's on the Nuggets, but he's He's injured. on Denver. That's yeah, right. He's, he's on, on your hometown team, your current hometown okay. team.
0: Well, but he's uh,
1: he's injured, games. so we're we're getting about the same amount of NBA minutes at the moment.
0: There you go. See? So we're basically even. With Isaiah Thomas <laughs> And mock- I think I have a couple two. inches on him. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Not well, a, not in vertical leap, true. but in <laughs> flat-footed stance height.
0: <laughs> but no, yeah, I think you're right. I think he's 5'9". That Isaiah Thomas. I think he is five nine, so you might. I
1: think five he's nine. listed at like 5'9". I think he's like 5'8".
0: Well, what are we listed at? Six feet? Sure. I mean, come on. Okay. So either way, <laughs> we have him by a couple inches. So all's fair in the listing game. All right. So call that a pod I then?
1: I don't understand that. The lying about your height. I don't get it either. It goes up and down, too. Like, Kevin Durant's like, oh, I'm 6'10", but he's like 7 feet tall or something. Like, who cares? Well, and
0: then, it's funny because I actually heard them mention this about, I think it was Kyler Murray, they were talking about how when he goes to the NFL Combine, we'll find out his true height. Why don't we know his true height now? I don't understand this. Why is it a big secret? <laughs> like, you're either going to draft him because he's a good like. Th- three quarters of an inch shouldn't make any difference on whether or not you draft this player. It's ridiculous.
1: I was watching something. They were talking about like the NBA Combine, or maybe it was the NFL, and they were talking about yeah. the the vertical leap thing and how you can, yep, basically juice your stats. And it, I didn't realize this, but so the way the vertical leap, they have the sort of slat thing that you touch, and you put your yes. arm up and you touch how you reach as high as you can. And then you yep. swim, and it's the difference. Then you stand still, I guess a two legged jump, you jump up and hit as high as you can and the difference is your vertical leap. But Correct. he's like, basically don't stand all the way up on the first one. Or right. like don't, don't put your, your arm fully. all the way yeah. up. <laughs> and then like there's I was like, wait, you can do that? You can just like basically fake the bottom measurement to make the top one seem taller. Yeah. That's so fucking stupid. Like, how is that a real thing?
0: I know you hear a lot of people talk about how they watch, religiously, the NFL Draft Combine. I can't watch the NFL Draft Combine. It bores the shit out of me. But the (laughs) NBA Draft Combine, I have watched for hours before to watch the little silly drills they do. And as I think we talked about on a recent pod, they also are always playing five-on-five within the same gym. So there's always something going on. There's a lot going Mm -hmm. on. It's kind of interesting to watch. But, um, yeah, you can totally rig that. But, again... I mean, I I get the you know all these stats guys that are that are GMs or assistant GMs how important that kind of stuff is nowadays. But if you can't figure out if you want to draft a guy based on a 32 game college basketball season or whatever, or you know three years as a pro in Lithuania, then get out of your get out of your role. Like what what are you doing for the organization? Yeah, obviously
1: the scouting plays it. a bigger part.
0: But if you, of course, I mean
1: if you could. Put down that you have a 42 inch vertical leave versus a 39 or whatever. Like, if you could juice it that much.
0: It's marketing, is all it is. It's for marketing purposes, but it's just stupid. It's weird. I think it's dumb. Yeah. We know that Zion Williamson can jump out of the gym. Like, if it's a 46 inch or a 42 inch, who cares? Like, he's going to. But that be is the kind of
1: thing so. where if he came up with, like, a 36, people were like, oh, is there something wrong? Is he hurt? Like, maybe he's not right. a great athlete. Like, is this. I mean, he's still going to be a top three pick, but you know what I mean. Like,
2: right. it could yeah, no, I get it. It
1: could change his draft order if people are like, well, I don't know, he just he's not yeah, quite the leader Yeah, if you're a fringe Leaper. first round, I see what
0: you're saying. You could go 26th overall, or you could be like, you know, 40th. Yeah, which is a big difference. Yeah, yeah, Huge yeah. Huge difference actually,
1: especially pay paycheck wise. <laughs> oh yeah, late first Guarantean round versus wise, second too. round.
0: Yeah, versus two way contract. The <laughs> right, you don't want those 10 days. Or the two ways now. Nowadays, I guess, yeah, no fun, no fun at all. Anyway, okay, let's call right, it right watch there.
1: This bitch, I'm flossing.
0: That's right, I'm flossing. We ended on a little sibling dribblings. I apologize to everyone.
2: Sibling um, names.
0: So this has been the Todd Show. Went pretty well.
2: Yeah,
0: I give it. A, uh, uh, <laughs> give I a give a it a certified eight. fresh. <laughs> it's a certified fresh score, I suppose. Um... Wait, that's just so over to... 50%, isn't it?
1: Yeah, or is I think it over 60?
0: So. I'm, not how, I'm not saying how well-certified no, fresh the, it was. You're not
1: giving numeric a numeric grade?
0: Fresh. No, 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 no. I'm not going that far. <laughs> um, but a big thanks to our sponsor tonight, Netflix. Uh, please watch Tidying Up, now available on Netflix. Also watch Bird Box if you haven't already. Todd is one of the few. Uh, check it out. You will hopefully see us, spot us in a Netflix program
1: oh, I have one more little program slide. Soon. Go ahead.
0: Oh, yeah, sure.
1: No, that's it. I was done. Um, so we talked about the passing of Funkhauser. And, yes. And uh, I was listening to Bill Simmons doing a podcast with uh, Cousin Sal. Yep. Who also has a gambling podcast. And I guess they interviewed... Um, Bob Einstein. Bob Einstein. And they didn't do it on the interview. but They said before the show he was saying that he was not a fan of... Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda on Curb really? Enthusiasm, he's like, yeah, he's not that great, which I thought was hilarious wow. for some reason, because, like, he's sort of, you know, a darling of all of Hollywood. Oh, so yeah,
2: for,
0: of course.
1: For for him to be like, meh, and I, honestly, I was like, I was expecting a lot from him on Curb, and I kind of thought he was kind of meh on that show, right. Right. like, I thought his character right. was kind of annoying, to be honest, he was always, like, giving Larry notes, and just being kind of a dick. I know that was sort of the role, but... He,
0: that was the he, point, yeah. He
1: didn't bring a lot of, like, extra humor to it, in my opinion, but...
0: None whatsoever, I agree. I still like the songs that he writes, so good job. So so Bob was mm-hmm. saying that as a, as an actor or as a person, or both? I
1: think he was saying on the show, like, he didn't think he was very funny. and he didn't
0: bring it. Okay. And uh,
1: Bill Simmons was saying they kept, like, after he told him that, like, during the show, they kept saying, man... Limit like during this, Lim Manuel Miranda, he's so great. Like I love all the work that he. Like they were just like <laughs> constantly like talking him up during the interview. Right. Because <laughs> Bob Einstein That's was like funny. that guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I keep meaning to to check out that that podcast on the Ringer Network, but I haven't actually listened to it. It's it's mostly because during NFL season. Like, I listen to some of Bill Simmons' podcasts during NFL season, and he's still talking about NFL lines for, like, 35 minutes. And it just bores me to death. So I can't imagine a whole show about that. I'm like, I don't care.
1: Yeah, I don't care either. It doesn't but matter I, to me. It, I still find it kind of interesting. I Now that the Eagles have been decent, I, I enjoy it sometimes. But, yeah, it can get a little much.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I've,
1: little... I learned what, like, uh, plus Uh-oh. 200 meant. Uh- I didn't know what that meant before. I was like... Because I knew the lines, like if they're playing a game and he's like, and one team is minus three or plus six or whatever, right.
0: but I didn't that's know easy. what
1: the plus two fifty was.
0: Yeah, yeah. But now that's I what do. you got to lay? Yeah, yeah. That's always the last step. That's when you know you're a true degenerate when but you I, actually start. Still he, that's all a, he does. He a, loves doing those bets. I still don't
1: so. know what a parlay is, or a a teaser. I know there's well, something to do where me. you he does. It's something where you like take a couple of teams. And if one team is, like, minus six and the other is minus one, you put them together for, like, even or something? I, it doesn't quite make sense to me because it's, like, a seven points and you pick the just the winner, like a money line thing. I, again, I don't a know what you're talking about. Yeah,
0: we don't have time to discuss that in this pod. But <laughs> you can look it up on Wikipedia. Parlays are easy to understand. Teasers are pretty easy, too. But, yeah, just look it up. You'll I don't it. care, or we can much. talk about it off no, here. Yeah, you can. Or we can talk something. about it in, uh, in Tahoe, maybe. Oh, yeah. We could, make, hey, we could actually lay a bet in Tahoe <laughs> as part of a parlay. There'd be a lot of NBA action going on in late March. Some hot games, probably playoff implications. More on that later. More on. All right. 80 minutes in, we'll call it a pod. Uh, again, thanks to Netflix, our sponsor, and Eglin's best. Or Such the best dreams. eggs in the world. Check them out, right? That's right. Absolutely. All right. Until next time,
1: everybody. Peace. Ciao.